Welcome to the Ethically Loved Podcast, where we empower women to live an honest life through self-love and ethical fashion. We are your hosts, Sarah Galbraith and Ivy Nelson. Welcome, everyone. Um, Today is really special because we have a special guest. Her name is Haley Yeager of Atonement Design, and we also have a mini guest along. If you hear sweet baby noises, (laughs) my three-month-old is with us. So, hey, why not? Um, I'm so excited, Haley, to have you here. Haley has an amazing ethical shop, and you just have to check it out. So I know when you're done listening, you're going to go to atonementdesign.com and look at everything she has. But I found Haley, I don't know, like maybe a few months ago through a Facebook group and just in love with what she stands for and everything um, ethical in her shop. So Haley, take it away. Tell us all about you and tell us about Atonement Design. Okay, so um, my name is Haley, and I'm the founder of Atonement Design, and um, I started Atonement Design a few years ago when I started learning about the ethical fashion space, but essentially it was really difficult for me to find products that were ethically made and also really cute, so um, I had been designing jewelry for years, and I always wanted to help women through that process, but I figured it was probably a good time to start tacking on um, another element to Atonement to... um, make it easy for women to buy products that were ethically made that, um, that didn't sacrifice style. So that's essentially what a Toman is. And I love doing it every day. So, yeah. Awesome. So tell me more. When did you get started? Oh gosh. Okay. So I've been making jewelry since I was a child. Um, and I, throughout college, I kind of danced around with selling jewelry to boutiques and stuff like that. And I always had it under the name Atonement because I knew that that's what I wanted to name my, um, name my business in the long run. So, um, I've done that for a while, but I kind of did it off and on and I, it was very much like a hobby kind of thing, but I actually, um, really started and incorporated in all of that, uh, about a year and a half ago. So in, um, June of 2018, and have just been kind of hitting it hard ever since then. Oh, wow. That is amazing. So kind of fairly new, but yeah. there's been some time in there. Totally. And I've been studying. I went to college for um, business management uh, with a focus in nonprofit organizations and entrepreneurship. So um, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be in that space. And so I've been researching and learning and um, kind of studying up on all the how-tos for a long time. And so when it came time to start, my, uh, my husband and I had gotten married a year and a half ago. So um, he is um, a soil scientist and a sustainability specialist. So he had been in his career for a few years, and he knew that this is something I always wanted to do. So he's like, okay, well, time to go part-time at your job and hit it hard. So a year and a half ago, I, went, uh, I dropped a few hours at my uh, other job and kind of hit atonement. So yeah, it's fairly new, but it's there have been a lot of learning curves, um, but it's been really awesome too. So yeah, it's it's been a really fun thing for me. And your stuff is just beautiful. Oh my I goodness. Know. Like it's a gorgeous shop. Oh, thank you. Now our listeners are going to be Googling you <laughs> like right now. That's what I did. I was looking for something in a Facebook group and 
you had shown me something and I was like, okay, this is my kind of shop. And it's ethical because the Facebook group I was in was all ethical recommendations. And I just think it's so neat that you had this passion and, you know, your spouse really encouraged you to, you know, set on with that and that you could let those hours go at, um, let a few hours go at where you're working now. Um, I'm guessing eventually this is something you want to do full time. Oh, for sure. I'm already, I mean, I feel like I'm already, <laughs> I'm in that awkward period where I'm pretty much doing it full time. And then I also just have another job. So it's not really a sustainable <laughs> situation. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how long it goes for before I just need to do um, atonement full time. And I'm really, really excited for that day. I just don't know exactly when that will be. Soon. I, I can mm-hmm. envision yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been really cool. But in my my other um the other company I work for is always super supportive too. So some days or there are some weeks where I'm like, Yeah, you know, I just uh my business is is uh really going well right now and I need this week to focus on it. So I only go in like one or two days and they're really cool about it. That's so. awesome. Awesome. So I I think a big reason I was so drawn to your shop is the jewelry line that you have that's made by um survivors of human trafficking. Can you share yeah. a little bit with our listeners um, just why that and, and just more on it? Totally. So um, that's been a process. That's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to work with um, women that have been that have come out of some kind of difficulty and they're looking to have some type of frustration. They just need some help and uh, they need to they need help uh, figuring out the dynamic for their future and things like that. So. Um, when I was in college, I went to Point Loma, Nazarene in San Diego, and they focus heavily on human trafficking. They have scholarships for, um, they actually partner with one of the human trafficking organizations down in San Diego called Generate Hope, I think. And, um, they give out scholarships to women that have come out of sex trafficking in San Diego. And, um, they have a whole department that's dedicated to, um, just kind of informing the student body about human trafficking and um, eradicating poverty. And it's this whole like social justice school, essentially. So I started learning more about human trafficking when I was in college. And it was just so disgusting and hurtful. And I just kind of developed a really strong heart for it. So um, I knew that I always wanted to do something in design. I've loved creative jewelry my whole life. And so um, I started researching various organizations that could partner with me, and I think about two, two and a half or three years, probably three years ago now, um, I started working with another organization in Thailand, and uh, we were developing a line to launch back then, um, but we were about ready to start the design process. They had all my designs and everything, and probably January of last year, the whole thing fell through. They emailed me one day and they said that they had to cut the entire program, that it wasn't working for them. So I was like about ready to launch my line. I had like already had uh, like line sheets and everything that I was sending out. Um, (laughs) And so that was an interesting situation, but it was a huge blessing in the long run because um, the designs I had back then they weren't as good as the ones now and the organization that I was working with, they were awesome and they're helping women and children out of um, Thailand, but um, they didn't have a sustainable mission for that 
type of thing. So anyway, it was back to the drawing board. And when you have your own business or you start some kind of endeavor, Google huh. is like your best friend because I feel like <laughs> I feel like no one knows what they're doing. And every like even now, I'm like I have no idea, no idea what I'm doing. Um, let me just Google it. And so that's like how I feel like I've built this entire business is based on Google. But um, so I just started <laughs> in spreadsheets, like between Google and spreadsheets, you're gonna be good. So I um, started a new spreadsheet of like all organizations I could reach out to. And I just went down the list one by one of like figuring out which ones I could partner with. And I finally landed on one called the Gopi International. And the program that they have over in Cambodia is so amazing. They have their own SWAT team. They go in and rescue women all the time, even children. They, I mean, if, of course, if a man is in trouble, they'll rescue him too, but it's just not as prevalent. So um, they go in and rescue women and then they teach them various skills and they have a huge factory that, um, that employs all these people and they make clothes and jewelry and lots of other things. So the more I read about them and the more I researched them, um, and then on top of that, their headquarters is only two hours from my house in California. And so um, I just drove up there one day to meet them because I wanted to see who I was working with. And it was so awesome to just be able to get in my car and drive and say hello and just make sure that it was a reputable organization. Um, so, yeah, it's so amazing. They rescue all these women and then they teach them jewelry skills and they're making my designs for me right now. Um, the first round went super well. There weren't very many glitches or anything. Like for it being a first round of something, it actually went um, way better than I expected. So it's been really fun. It's been a huge learning process, but um, yeah, it's been it's been so cool just to kind of see what everyone likes and to see what uh, what things I'll be restocking or what things I need to tweak a little bit and just like getting everyone's feedback has been really awesome. That's great. I I love this so much. I'm going to pause for a comedic. I don't know if you guys heard my daughter poop in the middle of this. I mm. hope. That that is a comedy show for all of our listeners because this is real life. We're perfectly imperfect doing this interview, and I've got a pooping baby. <laughs> and, oh no worries. Oh, but I um I love this story because it just shows like you at you start one way and it's like back to the drawing board. You're just pivoting. And when I was researching, you know, before we got on here tonight and I was looking at Agape International. I was just floored. I've never heard of them um, before you. And it's just amazing um, how they prevent. It's the whole thing about prevent, rescue, restore, and reintegrate. So so you basically, you have your own designs and then uh, the women of Agape International Missions, they make them for you basically. Is that how it works? Yeah. So um process what it kind of looked like in whole so I there are a lot of like gem shows and stuff over here and then there are a lot of vendors um, that I've found and developed relationships with over the years so I just go on their websites or go to gem fairs and just kind of see what kind of products I would like to implement into my jewelry line so um, that was kind of the first step go around and search out uh, inspiration for designs and stuff and then I purchased a bunch of random stuff and then sat in my house for like three weeks by myself and <laughs> just kind of designed jewelry. I designed like a hundred pieces and um, wow. had people vote on them. Um, and then finally went to the Agape headquarters. And once I whittled it down, I sourced all the products. There are some products that are uh, some of the components that are made 
more over near uh, their their other um, area in Cambodia. And then I use a lot of um, vendors that actually make all of their pieces here in the United States. So because I want to make sure that the products that I'm using are ethical. And so I wanted to make if they're made here in the United States, um, there are at least certain protocols going on with those vendors. So anyway, I sourced all the components. And then I went to Agape's headquarters in Sacramento, dropped off all of my samples and brought them a ton of supplies. And then they had somebody going over to Cambodia that week. And so they just brought all my samples with them and then they started making it. So it was actually way easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but it worked out really well. Yeah. The logistics of this stuff always blows my mind. I'm like, how does this work? How do you yeah. do that? But how do you make sure? And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was also blown <laughs> away that um, they have their own SWAT team to do rescues. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So they go in. Um, so they haven't always, obviously. That's been like a growing area of their organization. Um, but they met. So they started, they started meeting up with the police force over there and just kind of seeing how they operate when it comes to the rescue side. Um, but then Agape kept getting all these tips about women in brothels and a bunch of trafficking going on. So over the years, they've developed this relationship where Agape has become really trusted in the community. So it became okay for them to be the ones going in for the rescue. And so they have their own, like, they have, like, uniforms that say SWAT team and everything on there. Like, they go in and rescue women. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. Ivy, what are your big questions for Haley? Yes. Well, so Haley, I – something that really um, stuck out to me was – the moment when everything fell apart with the other company. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, Sarah and I can relate on just a small, super small scale with like our podcast launching six months after it was supposed to. (laughs) But what I want to know is like, what was your drive to keep going forward? Like, why Why did you keep going rather than just saying, oh, I guess this isn't going to work? Um, well, to be completely honest, there's nothing else I want to do with my life. So um, when it comes to, like, getting a different job or something, like, nothing appeals to me. And so I'm kind of in this situation where I just need to figure it out until it works. Um, because otherwise I'm just going to be like feel really unfulfilled. And so um, it was kind of one of those moments where I definitely Mm -hmm. let myself wallow for a day. Like I got this, I got this call and I think my husband was actually in Italy or something. So I think I was alone and um, my husband travels for work all the time. And so I remember like trying to call and be like, everything just fell apart. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, What's happening? And him trying to like console me while he's (laughs) in a different country. Um, And so, yeah, I just remember feeling like I just had this deep conviction of feeling like this is what I'm supposed I'm supposed to do something creative and help people. So yeah, this didn't work. But like, I know that if I keep trying, something will work if I just like, I mean, I've always been the really, really stubborn type too. So I think that also helped. But um, when somebody says to me like, oh, no, you can't do that to me. And that just means like, oh, yeah, I 
I can and I'll just show you how even if it's something really stupid like I just get really stubborn about things that I want to do and so I think my stubbornness kicked in and it was just kind of an overdrive of okay now I need to figure I I know I need to do this I know ever since I was young Mm -hmm. I had this vision in my head of what it would look like and I felt like God gave me a name for my company and gave me a purpose behind it and so it was one of those driving forces of like okay I've come too far like I've had I've had people come up to me that I don't even know like telling me about the business I was going to have one day or like about the people I'm going to help and stuff and so it was one of those moments where like I could easily give up but at the same time I need to investigate this I need to investigate this like deep conviction and drive that I have and so um I mean I definitely wanted to just like crawl in the bath and never come out but then I mean I let myself Mm -hmm. do that for the day which was nice and then the next day I was like okay well we got to figure this out now so um I just I tried to do it gracefully. Like I went to my favorite coffee shop and got my favorite drink and tried to make outside things really pleasant and then like hit the ground running. I love that too, though, because I think that, um, you know, you've listened to a couple of our other episodes too, and we speak a lot to um, women in general. And I think that we as women um, don't let ourselves do that, right? You either go to the extreme of like the whole world's falling apart and I'm done with this or the other extreme Mm -hmm. of I'm just going to be super strong and push through this. And I love that you point out like, yeah, I just let it suck for a day and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Like it's really okay to just sit with the disappointment for a little while before you pick yourself back up. So I really love that. Thanks for pointing that out, Haley. Yeah, of course. I think it's super important to be able to do that. And of course, you're not always going to have the right time to be able to just kind of wallow for a minute. But I think it's, as I've gotten older, I've learned it's really important to let yourself deal with disappointment and then move on from there. Maybe. What have you? No, go ahead. You go, girl. (laughs) Well, I'm just (laughs) curious, you know, to bring it to our self-love piece. Like what? So you're helping all of these women. in human trafficking. And then obviously you're helping women um, who are getting your products feel really great and beautiful and good about the things that they're purchasing. I'm curious, how has Atonement Design impacted um, Haley's self-love? Oh, that's a funny question. Um, It's funny because I'm learning that I've been the one that hasn't been receiving Mm -hmm. that. And because I've always been the type that kind of prioritizes my like deep needs last when it comes to just making sure that I'm taken mm-hmm. care of, because I grew up with the mentality that I, like, if you're not working, you're wasting your time, <laughs> which is so stupid. Um, and so over the last year, especially between doing it, starting atonement and also having another job and just doing so many other things, I've learned that. I was neglecting my own, uh, my own self. And so um, that has been, I think over just this uh, holiday period, I've like really come to terms with uh, just some things that I'm going to start implementing mm-hmm. next year of just making sure that I'm a little more regimented when it comes to making sure that I'm taking care of it, that my husband and I have a good relationship that, you know, I'm seeing my friends, I'm um, just kind of dwelling in those spaces too. And so, yeah, definitely. I definitely have a long list. I'm going to start 
just exercising more. I, I mean, I've been exercising um, more now than I have in the past, but just eating better. And um, I'm going to start going to counseling so I can just at least like divulge all the okay. things that I'm thinking. And um, yeah, so the, those are kind of the, the things I'm going to start implementing to just um, I love that. Thank help you. Out a little more. Yeah. I'm going to pipe in here on this super serious note here. I love that though. I love all this stuff. Um, I don't know if it's hormonal, but like when you were sharing before, <laughs> Haley, um, just about drive and like almost grit because so often I feel like we fall into that trap. Like, well, it didn't work out. That was a sign it should be done. Um, I don't know. That was just super mm-hmm. hit me at the heart because um, I didn't really figure right. that out. I feel like till maybe later in my life, like mid to late twenties. Um, and I just think that's a huge topic for all of us mm-hmm. out, out there, our listeners, us just like, just keep going and you just learn how to pivot because I, I know Ivy and I feel similar. Like we could have just not done this podcast, you know, it was past its due mm-hmm. date, ah, but like, who cares? Right. Like who cares mm-hmm. the whole point is that you know (laughs) to make a greater impact on the world and that's truly truly what matters so I think it's Mm -hmm. time for the self-love tip what do you think Ivy I think so okay um well okay before we get there just a question for both of you are you guys into the Enneagram at all are we what are you into the Enneagram at all do you know what that is yeah, I know the Enneagram, but I don't think I've taken it. Okay, that's been super helpful when it comes to like the self-care thing for me. Um, I'm an Enneagram three, so I'm the type that like always needs to be achieving for things to feel like it's worth it. And it just like kind of blew my mind with how accurate it was. And so understanding my like my person not I guess not personality, but like my type, um, has definitely opened the doors to loving myself better and just like making sure that my needs are taken care of because I was able to identify more with what those needs are. Um, so I, part of my self care tip, I guess, is uh, just learning more about the Enneagram this year and just learning how helpful that's been. Um, and then also just planning as much as you can, um, ahead of time and just making sure that you're planning for success just in your everyday life. Like I started various calendars to make sure I don't forget like people's birthdays and things. And so that way my husband and I can just like make it more efficient and enable us to make sure that we're on top of our lives. But I think the biggest one for me lately is just taking baths, just finding good books, making sure that I always have a book that I'm not learning from, just like a book for pleasure and just taking a lot of hot baths and reading those books to kind of wind my day down and just get my head into a space that is not necessarily present and just one that's enjoyable. So I think that's my biggest self-care tip and counseling I've discovered is really helpful. Um, I think it's amazing. I love that you're talking about counseling right now because I feel like people when they talk about it are like feel ashamed when for me and I feel like the world should be Mm -hmm. counseling is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs it and it's self-care. Yeah. So – I just love that you're sharing that openly because like, I feel like so many people are like, like, I have a counselor and it's like beautiful (laughs) because like, we are all counselors. Like you're venting Mm -hmm. to your best friend, you need a counselor, but it's great to have that standpoint that's neutral. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you 
three cheers. And I'm going to also let you know that Ivy's internet died, so it's me and you. And that's totally fine because <laughs> that's how we run this podcast, perfectly imperfect, because, yeah. oh, Ivy's back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to share mine and let Go Ivy soak that in, um, that she's back because it's awesome. But mine really has to do with a lot of the things you're talking about, Haley. Um, my self-love tip is to follow your passion. And obviously okay. that's what you're doing. Ivy and I are doing it. But if it scares you and it excites you at the same time, know that you're worth it and know that mm-hmm. you can do it. It might not look like what you think it's going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly did not think I'd be you know, podcasting and running an ethical wellness business. Like this is not what I pictured my life to be. Um, but it, it, it was a passion. And so I kept going and I want everyone out there, um, that's listening, just follow your passion and don't let anybody tell you mm-hmm. that you can't. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I suppose it's my turn. Mine is pretty is. simple and oh, so hard all at the same time. And it's to sleep. Like, just rest. (laughs) Even if it's not actual sleep, close your eyes or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we don't take the time to just slow down and rest. And one thing that I've been realizing is I can do so much more when I give myself that pause and that rejuvenation. So... Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Haley, for being with us today and sharing all about atonement design. And we have just loved chatting with you, and we can't wait to share all of your beautiful work with our listeners. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Haley. Um, you can find her on atonementdesign.com. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. So with that. Everyone, we love our listeners. We love you, Haley. Thank you so much. We will chat soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.